Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. My name is Glenn and I am joined by fellow monster maniac Rob. Rob, how are you this fine Monday evening? Well, number one, I really love the title Monster Maniac. Mm. That's a, that's a, I'm, a, I'm digging that. Uh, copyright, secondly, man, copyright pending. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm awesome, dude. I'm home. I'm wow. finally home. Yeah, man. For for those of you who, of course, are maybe not aware, are tuning in for the first time, poor poor Rob here was displaced due to some crazy weather phenomenon and damage to his house. But luckily, back back in, I see you got all your toys all put up. Looks like you're ready to dive into some monster mania. Yeah, man. It's uh, so apologize for. I know this is kind of late. I I don't even know if we got an episode out in April because my life has just been insane. Oh my goodness, uh, May. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So sorry for the delay in this guys, but we've been I've been moving and it's been it's been insane, but we're back in the house. Everything's moved back in. The collection is up, which feels so so good. Uh it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I'll tell you, one of the greatest experiences of anyone's life, and I hope no one has to experience this, but I will tell you mine is sleeping in your own bed for the first time after 7 months of Ugh. not being able to is glorious. Yeah, so man. I'm so happy to be back. I was super happy. I was like, oh, it's record day. We have time. Let's do it. So, and it's good to be back in my own little Monster Mania studio again, man. Yeah, man. You got your own little nook there. You got all your, got all your cool artwork on the wall. It's awesome to see Billy the puppet hanging up over there. Like, good stuff, man. Good stuff. It was, it was really fun, like, finding places for stuff because <laughs> my collection grew uh, while I was out of the house. And there was a very worrying moment where I was like, I don't know where all this is going to go. But yeah, I got Billy up. I got um, I got Captain Spaulding in a, in a wonderful place of honor that's far away from my kids' prying hands or as best as it can be. So it's it's great, man. It's so nice to be back here. It's so nice to be back in the office. And it's so nice to be spend some time with you talk about Monster Media because I'm so out of the loop, dude. But all you've been telling me for Oof. like weeks is, dude, so many announcements. It is, it is all the guest announcements, um, and for I'm sure there's uh, people who are a little bit more caught up. Um, but you know, we do this episode, this, we do this show once a month. So we, and when there's a bunch of announcements, sometimes you know we're a little bit behind. So we gotta play, we gotta play catch up. But that's that's the fun part because we love talking about it, and some of you hopefully love hearing about it. So. And I'm sure there's people out there that are just like me that have just, you know, you get jammed up in the world. And you don't have time. And I don't know. Outside of Nev Campbell, which we talked about a month and a half ago, I actually don't know anybody who's – I haven't even looked. I haven't had time. So th- fill me in. Fill you in. All right. Fill you in. I will, sir. And then I think maybe once we're done, we'll just do a quick rundown of uh, all the guests because uh, there were some that were announced like right at the last con, which was back in – was back in March. Um, so if you are interested, or if you were interested, I should say, August VIP tickets are sold out as of March 21st. So if you were looking into getting the VIP, unfortunately, that boat has passed. So my best uh, recommendation to you is to get to the show as early as possible on Friday, if you have tickets for Friday, because you need tickets in order to go in and uh, meet one of the stars. And you also need a photo op ticket as well, if you're trying to do that. Um, but if you're if you're trying to get those autographs from somebody who is like typically regarded as a VIP caliber guest, make sure that uh, that you're there early because it can definitely take some time. Yeah, I hope you hope uh, yeah, I hope, you, hope you're an early riser. 
Oh, absolutely. Because everything takes like more time because Friday, even though it's like sometimes a little bit of a quieter day, um, it is definitely like the hotel is hopping. It is, as you know already, Rob, it is not exactly easy to park. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of an adventure, no matter, regardless of how early you get there. I think I got there at like one-ish and it was still a little difficult to find a spot for my car. So um, definitely just be ready. And if you are on the vendor side of things and you listen to this podcast, first of all, um, you should definitely hit us up over on Twitter at it came from C8 so we can get you on here and talk to you and find out all about the cool things that you sell. But all there are no more vendor tables. They're all sold out, uh, which always makes me happy because I'm always like excited by like, ooh, like like another pack to like like vendor room. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. The more stuff for me to peruse, uh, the more money for me, things for me to spend money on, the happier I am. I'm looking around like, where am I going to put things? Now, see, I had the opposite reaction when I was looking in your room. I was like, I saw, all I see is space, man. I see possibilities when I look through this, through the zoom kit lens at you. <laughs> every, and look, every collector hits a point in their collection where you have one of two options. You either have to just start being more selective. And I think I've hit that place where I need to start limiting myself to what I already have, or I have to start mothballing stuff and, putting it in boxes and like changing out the collection and doing a refresh, maybe once a quarter, twice a year, whatever it ends up being. Uh, one of the two is going to have to happen. Cause I am, I am, I am very, very quickly running out of space. You're going to start working in like your past retail experience. You're going to be like, all right, I'm merchandising. I have this built into the calendar. I'm going to have to refresh this stuff, rotate the stock throw it back in. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. That's Man. exactly what I'm going to do. That's the problem. That's the problem to have. So the first guest that we have uh, this evening is going to be Kim Coates, who you may or may not recognize from Sons of Anarchy, uh, Prison Break. Uh, he's also been Black Hawk Down, as well as a whole bunch of movies, including Waterworld, Assault on Precinct 13, Silent Hill, The Last Boy Scout, Battlefield Earth, The Amityville Curse, uh, and Resident Evil Afterlife, and many, many more. Uh, so he is going to be at Cherry Hill from August 12th to the 14th. All of the guests that we're going to be talking about this evening are Cherry, Cherry Hill exclusive, as per our namesake. In August, man, like, that's three months away. That is, it's it's not very far away, man. No, August. It's not very far away. Like, August, like, in my mind, like, August sounds like, oh, man, it's almost the end of summer. But, like, and in a way, summer hasn't even really begun. But it's only three months, man. It goes, it, and it goes quick. That's for sure. It does, especially, you know, summertime, you get a lot of stuff going on. It just, it'll pop up out of nowhere. Um, were you, are you a Sons of Anarchy guy? I've never seen the show. Mm-mm, no. I mean, I might be. Maybe I don't know it. Maybe I should be checking it out, but I have uh, I have not seen it. It's a cool show. It's a little... It, I, the problem that I have with it is is nothing with the show. The show is very well written, very well done, and, and actually, Kim Coates is an amazing... He's awesome character in the show. It, the show's very dark, hmm. and there's enough darkness in the world, and Aww. I just don't need more dark. <laughs> like, I just don't need more dark. Uh, so I think I, I got like two seasons of it, and I enjoyed the two seasons, but afterwards, I was like, you know what? I I need happy in my life. Yeah. No, I understand, man. I'm finishing up Chucky right now, and uh, Stranger Things is going to start again soon, and it's going to be the end of that. Um, so I'll be I'll be excited to watch that. So I'll be set for a little bit on like actual TV and not like the stupid stuff that I also watch. <laughs> I got to. I actually got to catch up. I still haven't. I I haven't watched any of the Child's Play show. Oh yeah, of the first two episodes. I need to catch up. Yeah, I'm a little bit more than halfway. I think I got about three or four more episodes. Uh, um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely digging it. 
Uh, up next is Deborah Hayes. Deborah Hayes is from Friday the 13th. Uh, she plays uh, uh, Claudette, the counselor. Uh, she is going to be there, obviously, August. Um, so that's cool. I believe it says it's her first con appearance ever. So if you're big on Friday the 13th, um, it's definitely somebody that you have not got yet. So that's pretty cool. That's kind of wild to me, man. Like you mm-hmm. would think that most of the major and minor characters, because I don't think uh, it's been a while since seen Friday the 13th. I, I remember I remember her looking at her picture, but I can't place the counselor. I'd have to go back and watch it. It's been a while, but anyway, like you would, you would just expect all of those people to have made this, you know, their own kind of business in their life. And it's kind of interesting to see someone from an iconic franchise come into a con for the first time. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, there's so many of those people who do, who work that in is like, that's something that they do to, you know, make some, make some money on, on the side or depending on who you are, maybe that's your soul. Maybe that's your bread and butter. They can definitely, definitely a lot of people who want to meet you and a lot of money to be made. So uh, but I mean, that's awesome that someone's coming for the first time because uh, uh, Monster Mania will definitely be excited to see her. That's for sure. Up next is Leo Rossi. Leo Rossi uh, is in a bunch of uh, different 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 movies, uh, but he says he is most known as the medical assistant Bud in John Carpenter's 1981 Halloween 2. Um, he also has been in Maniac Cop, Maniac Cop cop two um that analyze this and a whole bunch of other movies as well um so that's uh that's pretty cool uh it, not his first con though it sounds as though he's done it before uh which is cool you can also cool. you can also meet him as well although it looks like they have you have to get tickets for that as well um so i get, it looks like he's doing a photo op so just go over to the if you're interested in photo ops it's very uh, intense <laughs> process. It seems like it's from coming from somebody who doesn't get photo ops. Just need to make sure that you, that you, you know, dot all your eyes and cross all your T's when it comes to that stuff. You need a ticket. You need a photo op ticket. So make sure you're on top of it. So I, I scrolled up a bit and I have to say this next guest, I'm very excited for, uh, I, I don't know if I'd have get him anything signed. Although if I could find something, I would, because he is a major major part of my childhood and my video rental uh video rental experience that's lance guest i'm uh, uh i'm interested in the, the hearing this from you because i mean i've known the last starfighter and that's what i recognized him from uh and he's in jaws the revenge and in halloween 2 um and i'm sure he's done the con before uh but also um i feel like we also haven't had him in a while if it um I mean, this is going to be Macho Mania 50, so, like, you know, forgive me if I can't pull which number <laughs> he's been from. Um, but, uh, yeah, so The Last Starfighter was big for you as a kid? Last Starfighter was huge for me, man. I rented that movie so many – I rented that movie probably so many times from RST – was it RST? RST Video, yeah, from no, um, that's from from, Clerks. I'm, I'm, that's from Clerks. Um, I'm like – I forget the, I forget the name of my local video I'm store. like, did Randall ring you up himself? <laughs> I wish. Uh but that movie uh, is is outside of Star Wars is probably one of the like was one of the big science fiction movies that I remember watching as a kid and I loved it I adored it it's just such a cool weird fun movie and actually if you go um, just plugging something else for it was interesting I think it's I think it's Toy Galaxy. He's a YouTuber. Uh, you can find it. He does an entire history of the Last Starfighter, and it's fascinating. Like this forty-five minute like mini doc about how this movie got made, and it's wild. 
to kind of hear about and like how everything happened. Very, very cool. Uh, and he, he's a great YouTuber. If you have, if you have any interest in toys or anything from the eighties, early nineties, he does some really cool stuff. Have you uh, heard about the documentary in search of tomorrow? No, what's that? So the people who made the documentary In Search of Darkness, which you can watch part one and part two on Shudder, where they basically, it's like a giant retrospective. It's like two and a half, like each one of those In Search of Darkness is like two and a half hours, if not longer. Uh, and it's just a retrospective of all types of different horror movie, movies from like the 80s. Um, and it's awesome. You can watch them on Shudder and you can buy like the DVD and Blu-ray, although they're a little on the pricey side. Um, but the same company uh, is just uh, just released uh, In Search of Tomorrow, uh, on digital and it comes out on blu-ray soon it clocks in at five hours uh in, in terms of all the extra features and everything uh but all it is is it's a giant like retrospective with a bunch of interviews like documentary style from like sci-fi of the 80s um and the in search of darkness if you haven't watched it you need to put it on you will love it um it's definitely up there at the caliber of um never sleep again like it's if you like never sleep again you need to watch in search of darkness you have a great time um but Seeing The Last Starfighter, uh, I didn't see the movie as a kid. I have not seen it as an adult either. But it reminds me of those movies that you would always see at, like, you know, at the rental store. Like, movies to me, like, would be, like, Short Circuit, Batteries Not Included, uh, like, that, like, weird sci-fi that, like, like really, like, only was there. And you felt like there was, like, a club to see that movie, you know? <laughs> I'm actually looking just randomly because I'm on a NAS Starfighter kick. It, it, it appears that there is a company out there that is making last starfighter carded toys like five point action figures that is really cool can uh oh gosh they all, all the money <laughs> 149 dollars for the three and they're coming from australia oh boy oh boy that's brutal is that 149 dollars australian uh, I don't know. The only reason I ask is because the dollar, uh, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It still hurts you, but $149 in Australian, um, uh, like to us, it's 103 American dollars, um, which is still expensive. Don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, it is, uh, their money's a little bit different than ours, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. If I could find my way to get my hands on one of those without, you know, giving up a kidney, uh, that's pretty cool. That's something to get signed. That's well, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, August maybe maybe you'll luck out. Uh, up next we have David Morrissey, who is of course most famously known as the governor from The Walking Dead. Um, The Walking Dead. Uh, I I can't believe that The Walking Dead is still on. Um, I really did like the show. I really did like the movie or um the uh the um the graphic novel. Uh, but like I, it, it just keeps going, man. It just keeps going. It's been on for like what, like fourteen years at this point. Like no joke. Um, and I just, I just don't, I just don't know. I can, I just kind of lost. I, I unfortunately just lost interest. And I really loved the graphic novel. I thought it was great, but it just kept going and going. I just couldn't anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah, I've never been, um, never been the hugest fan. So it's fine. It's I know a lot of people love it. And oh, I think yeah, it's cool. dude. Props to you if you love it, for sure. And maybe I'm missing out. You know, I certainly could be because I've been tuned down to it for, for quite some time. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I am of the mindset of that if you stop enjoying something, like, go switch it up and watch something else. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think, uh, yeah, my, I, I, lo I basically went after the prison. I think like season three, I was kind of done. But 
I do have one of my favorite pictures, uh, and I've never seen the guy again, but this guy did like custom paintings one year at the con, and I have the don't open dead inside gate with the zombie hands coming out, which to yeah, me yeah. is, I think that first episode of Walking Dead is a not only a perfect piece of television, but probably one of the most perfect piece of just cinematic filmmaking, uh, world building. Uh, it just, it's amazing. That first, that first episode, they even went back and they did it in black and white, which was really cool too. I watched that, but yeah, that a first episode is pet ultimate. Amazing. I don't want to spoil anything that we're going to be talking about later, but did you see that Joe Bob actually does like a walking dead thing? No. Yeah. That's cool. On shutter. You can watch it. He does like the first few episodes. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. Oh, something else to watch there. Absolutely. Uh, and up next, we have Gary Busey. Uh, Gary Busey uh, coming to the con. Um, I, I'm only kind of tempted to get, to get him to sign Ginger Dead Man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, if, if y'all didn't listen to, was it our last episode uh, where we had? Um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm spacing on his name. That's terrible. But forgive me. That's horrible. Awesome. That's horrible. Thomas Coombs. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I've had a busy month. Um, I'll fix it. T- Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Coombs uh, tells a great Gary Busey story. So you should go and listen to it because it's awesome. Uh, it makes you just want to meet Gary Busey all the more. So that's really cool, man. Gary Busey. Yeah, for sure. I have no idea how much like his autograph is. I can see it either being affordable or like crazy expensive. I have <laughs> I have no, I have no clue. I should ask Tom. Be like, how much is Gary Busey's autograph? <laughs> <laughs> tell me how, tell me how much. Uh, but yeah, the, he's he's coming to the con. I mean, I love I love Ginger Dead Man. So like, I, I'm down. I'm down for that. I'm I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, next up, we have Carrie Hen. Uh, Carrie Hen. Um, you might not recognize the name, but you definitely will remember her. Um, she is uh, Newt in Aliens. Uh, so huge! I feel like that's a that's a good that's a good guest. Um, that's that's awesome, awesome movie too. Um, awesome line. So I, I think that'll be I think that'll be good. Yeah, and it looks like she's a first time Monster Mania guest. So if Monster Mania is your main con, you finally get a chance to meet her. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, staying with the aliens, we have Tom Skerritt. Uh, Tom Skerritt is from the original Alien. Uh, he plays um, he plays Dallas. He's the captain of the commercial uh, spaceship. Um, we also have, he's also in the Dead Zone, uh, and he's in Poltergeist 3, which I love Poltergeist 3. Poltergeist 3 is off the walls, insanity. You need to watch it when you are, um, you know, enjoying some company with another adult. <laughs> of the or, beverage uh, sense, all right? Uh, or, <laughs> Relax. Or, or, en- or enjoying New Jersey's new American, American uh, adult use laws. You could do that, too, if you live in Jersey. Uh, no, but you forgot Tom Skerritt's most important role as uh, um, the the viper uh yeah and top Amazing. gun yeah oh listen my God, yes. you're either ice man or you're not ice man <laughs> so speaking of which speaking of other movies i'm excited for new top gun movie let's go if it ever comes out they've been pushing it back for like forever yeah if only man you, you know, they had a little global pandemic thing man I mean, I guess for a, for a long time, you can throw that out on digital, like do, do something. Uh, next, we have uh, we have Lee Waddell. Uh, Lee Waddell uh, is most likely known for um, he was uh, he was Ghostface uh, in uh, the original Scream. He played actual Ghostface, so all like the stunts and things like that, and Scream too. So another Scream guest uh, for you. That's gonna bring it up to a few, and we'll do a recap at the end. So 
<laughs> we can fill that's you really all cool. In. There's yeah, there's lots of screen people. And then up next, we have Veronica Cartwright. Uh, she was Lambert in Alien. Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, it says that she was Kathy Brenner in The Birds, which is kind of fascinating to me because I've seen The Birds a lot. Um, when I was like a little kid, and I still I still love Hitchcock now, but when I was little, I was really into it. Um, uh, and I would go and like uh, I would go to Suncoast. Uh, and I would like collect those like VHS tapes, and I love the birds. And I never put two and two together that that was the same. Um, that was the same actress. Like that's that's wild to me. <laughs> that is very cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Funny. And I mean, I guess it's really not that much later because I think the birds came out in like '63, and Alien came out in '79. So, and it's not shockingly different. It's just it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Never, That's awesome. never made that connection. Uh, up next is going to be a Greg Nicotero. Uh, Greg, so excited for this! Yeah, yeah. That's it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Uh, he's done all types of different effects in like everything, uh, from like The Walking Dead, Scream, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, Creep Show Two, Phantasm Two, Halloween Five, Jason Goes to Hell, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. It just goes on and on and on and on. Um, he's worked on everything. He's a he's a Tom Savini esque type dude, as far as I'm concerned. I I think, and I, I'd always like that. I I always appreciate that. You know, Dave will always get at least one guest that is on the other side of the camera, uh, that is either in special effects or a director or a writer. Like I really, I I think that's cool because that's the stuff. Like as a as a film school nerd, like that's the stuff that I get into. I love actors. I love what they do, but like I, you know. Tom, like Tom Savini coming there, you know, they've had um, just ever, they've had so many behind the scenes people. It's been awesome. Clive Barker's been there. Uh, just been awesome. Just cool. So Sam, uh, 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 Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's right. Although he had to cancel because of uh, um, the movie that just came out, Doctor Strange. Yeah. But that would, that would have been, that would have been wild for sure. And then lastly, our last guest uh, is going to be Adam Shear. Uh, Adam Shear, better known as Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman himself. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, an, that's an intense, uh, intense announcement. Um, we definitely have wrestling fans uh, that come to the con. Uh, you and I would definitely be considered in that group as well. Uh, and it's cool to have a little bit of something for everybody. Um, Braun Strowman is in... Uh, uh, was that company right now? It's called Control Your Narrative. It's a, it's a, mm, it's a right wing leaning type company a little bit. So that's a little concerning to me. But for people who want to want to meet him, he will be there. No comment. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of good wrestlers that are involved in that company, but I, I think the the messaging is not for me. Um, <laughs> not my narrative. <laughs> that's for sure. No comment. Yeah, watch it. Watch uh, watch AEW Rampage or uh, Dynamite on Wednesdays or Fridays, respectively. There you go. Absolutely, my man. So let's do this recap of all the different guests here um, at Monster Mania, just because there's a long list uh, and it's been a while. Uh, so taking a peek over at Monster Mania's website, we have Nev Campbell, Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich, Jamie Kennedy, Lee Waddell, Doug Bradley, Dick Warlock, Lance Guest, and Leo Rossi. Greg Nicotero, David Morrissey, Gary Busey, Julie Benz, Deborah, uh, Deborah Hayes, Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Carrie Henn, Kim Coates, Adam Shear, Scott Jackson, uh, and then also uh, Ken Haser, 
Buzz Hasten and Blair Smith, the people who do the Living Corpse comics. They've been they're like a staple of the convention. Uh, they're always they're always there in that one spot in that room. Man, Dave, um, can you like seriously, man? Can you get a few more guests? I oh know, God. I know. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely going to be more to come. That's for that's for sure. And oh, officially listed as the Double Tree Hilton right now. That's awesome. Hey, and I know, you know, obviously, you know, we're on record as saying, hey, we basically cover the Cherry Hill show because that's our show. But was there anyone that you would have to go through all the guests, but was there anyone that you were excited for that you saw? Because there was a bunch of it. There were a couple from Maryland, but there is there's a couple for the Expo Center, which we will be going to. So is there anyone that you saw that got announced there that was like really interesting to you? You know, it's funny because like I skipped, <laughs> I skipped right over it because oh, we'll probably end up going there for like at least a day. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I pull up the um, uh, there's two specifically that I thought were cool. Um, you have Michael Bailey Smith. Uh, he's played a lot of stuff, but uh, his big thing, probably the thing he's like, yeah, I think it's fair to call it iconic is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street five, which is my least favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But it has one of the most iconic because he turns into Super Freddy, yep, which yep. is just an iconic image. Uh, and that's really cool. And he's doing an in-costume photo op as Super Freddy. That's I pretty gotta, sweet. I've never been interested in a photo op, but I'm kind of interested in that. You want to see it, right? It's cool, man. That's that's a cool... Uh, it's a cool Freddy. So I think that was really, that's really neat and interesting. And I think a really good opportunity to check out. And it's definitely not his first con, but like, he's not a guy I've seen a ton that I can remember off the top of my head. And he, I don't think he's ever done a photo op like that. So that's cool. Uh, and then you got, um, uh, and I always can never pronounce his last name correctly. John Cassar. Oh, Kassir. Yeah. Kassir. Thank you. Uh, who's iconic as the Crypt Keeper, like, you know, what the, the voice of horror for my generation. At least, you know, I think a lot of us got into that. You know, we started with Are You Afraid of the Dark? We graduated to Tales from the Crypt. Like, that's how you yeah. got into this for a lot of folks in that, you know, 30s, 40s, you know, realm. So, you know, he's, you know, they, he's awesome. I could still go back. You could still go back and watch a bunch of those Tales from the Crypt. They're oh, a thousand percent. He, they're on HBO Max, aren't they? No, they are. no, they're not. They're not. Uh uh-uh. no. That the rights for it are very complicated. Um, because like certain people own the rights to the cartoon, and then certain people own the rights to the Crep Keeper, and then there's music problems. Like it's not, it's not good. Nah, it's a um, heartbreak. It would be great if it was, because it would be much easier to watch. I have it on DVD. Um, but it would be just easier to to watch it, and like I would love to see them bring it back and to do to do new ones. Um, because really all you need is the Crep Keeper. Like that's it. <laughs> and then uh the other someone people. was trying to bring it back wasn't him like shaman trying to bring it back but like it wasn't the same but with just... no crep keeper <laughs> like, the... like i mean that's kind of like i get that he the crep keeper's only in it for like you know like uh the beginning and the end but i mean i don't know it's just not the same like you need it you can't have tales from the crep about the crep keeper well it's like saying like you know i mean when you look at it right if per screen time joe bob's in the same boat but joe bob adds so much to those movies and that structure and that whole thing uh yeah like for me you can't i don't think i'd watch some of the movies that i've seen without joe bob so it's crypt keeper said the same way that horror host is is a beautiful awesome thing for movies and you know crypt keeper was great at it. i would actually like more crypt keeper absolutely like, I don't need just the beginning and end bumper. I want him to interrupt those movies a bit. That would be um, that would be cool. Uh, speaking of which, Joe Bob's back. Joe Bob is back. You're absolutely right. Uh, just came back, uh, I believe last. Uh, no, this is uh, we just passed his second week. 
uh, of of films. Uh, so I was definitely I was definitely a little bit more excited by the movies that they had this week. Not to hate on Night of the Living Dead, don't it's it, it, it's a classic. I understand, but we've all seen it a lot, and I like when Joe Bob pulls out something that I haven't seen before, and he definitely did that this week. Yeah, so I uh, the first week I would have to go back. I would like to go back and watch his Night of the Walking Dead um, because I'd like to hear his takes on it. But you're, I've seen that movie a hundred times uh, at this point. You know, it's iconic. But it'd be kind of, maybe it'd be kind of cool to go back and watch my wife because I doubt she's ever seen it and see like what the first quote unquote like modern zombie movie kind of looks like. I think that'd be really interesting. What was the second movie last week? I was moving, so I. Didn't even have a chance to look. The movie that they ran with Night of the Living Dead. Now you're yeah, putting me you on the spot. Uh, now you're putting me on the spot, Rob. No, I can get. I can. I can get. I can get back to you. I'm like, I can tell you about the movies that just happened. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this week then. Uh, so uh, we had uh, Black Sunday. Yep. Uh, and we had uh, <laughs> what was it? Death. Death by, by temptation? temptation. Yes. Which ah oh, man, I had such a fun. This is this is exactly what I want out of Joe Bob Briggs. Every time I want the movie to be just like this. This is what I want, a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> it was yeah. So we'll start. Well, let's. You want to just do Black Sunday real quick because it's not going to take long. Because sure. either of us, do you care for Italian horror of that era? I don't. No, not not really. Um, and I know that's a bold statement. It's just not. It's just not my cup of tea. That's all. I just don't. I just don't have any like you know, love for it. I can I can sum up Black Sunday for me in a very simple way. Is it is a beautifully shot and technically awesome movie it has an amazing opening sequence that opening sequence with the witch hunt where they slam the mask into her face is very very cool and i can only imagine at the time like how how shocking that was even today it still holds up and still was really cool the problem is i can't get over the dubbing the plots never make any sense it's like a weird fever dream. And I know people are like, that's what it's supposed to be. Cool. It doesn't do it for me. I could, if watching that movie on mute and just pausing it would be fun to enjoy the shock composition and how the lighting works and how it's just all very, it's a very pretty movie. But then you unmute it and nothing makes any sense whatsoever. And I don't know if that's because the movie itself makes no sense. If you lose something in dubbing, it's probably a combination of both. But every Italian film is like that. And I can't get over it with one exception. And that's zombie because a zombie fights a shark and that's just amazing. Uh, but that I know that's like later in the timeline, right? That's we're getting into in like the seventies stuff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, not my cup of tea, not my bag. I respect it for what it is. It's a one, it's a beautiful movie. It is a very, very beautiful. And the, the lead actress, the way they light her and do the makeup. Unbelievable. Still not for me. Kind of was bored. It's just hard because like that's just not what I tune into. Jo- that's just not what I tune into Joe Bob for. You Correct. know, it's not. It's not like I can. It's not like you know. I'm only looking for like, like, off the rails uh, stuff. Like in general, like I can definitely appreciate a good movie, and you know, we can sit down, we could talk, we could do an actual like podcast where we pick things apart and explore and talk about the like. I, I like that stuff. I love getting into that. But it's just not what I like. When I turn Joe Bob on, it is Friday night. Like I want Friday night. Like crazy like insanity that's what i want um 
and I just want it to be, and I want Joe Bob to come in with all his jokes and his funny facts and like, you know, stories about the production. Like I, I just want, I just want that good time. And sometimes when, and it's awesome that he shows a wide variety of films because you never really know what you're going to get. But whenever it's like, you know, a more serious or, um, you know, like more relaxed <laughs> type film, I'm always like, Oh, I'm like, all right, all right. And I watch cause like, I want to, I want to watch it, but it's just not what I tune into uh, it for. I tune into it for death by temptation. That's what, what? I tune into it for a movie. Oh my God. This movie's amazing. It's so good. It's not even just funny. Good. It's legit. Good. The character, like I like the characters in this movie. Like the the guy, the, everyone's likable. Like you said, you do tell me you're like these brothers are awesome. I'm like, I care about both of these people, <laughs> dude. The the brother relationship was so believable, and it felt like they lived together and they loved each other, even though they were obviously very different and mm-hmm. had very different backgrounds. It it just awesome. The main lead character, he is wonderful in this film wonderful and the succubus demon creature uh was so ridiculous and just so much fun uh i adored it uh, now i will be honest i did not i unfortunately fell asleep probably with about 20 to 30 minutes left uh to the point my my wife came up at 4 a.m was like in my office like what are you doing i passed out yeah, on yeah. my sumo chair uh but i and i, I was going to go back and watch the next day but it's actually something my wife's in the same boat as you she wants the chopping chopping mall is like her favorite movie joe ball's ever shown so like this is in that vein and i really just gotta sit down and watch with her because i think she's going to love it it's just such such a great movie amazing movie this is a this is like like you said it's a like the the acting like the acting from like the from like the all the characters i feel like everybody's good yeah nobody's really playing like too serious or anything like that but everyone's believable at what they're you know what they're going for uh i love like the whole idea of like you know like this like succubus creature that is like preying upon all these uh you know all these guys in this bar um and she like kills them in like crazy like graphic ways um, but it's just, it's just, it's good. It's good. And I love it. Like, I love a horror movie, like set in a city. I don't know what it is, but like, I, I just think it's, I just think it's cool. Um, but this is a, this is a good, fun movie. And there are definitely some moments. Like if you were, we were talking about like black Sunday, there's some, they do some cool stuff here, like shot wise where like, you know, they juxtapose, juxtapose like some like fun, like hip music. And all of a sudden they cut to like a shot, like out a window. And there's like this dark, like black figure. It reminded me of like, um, like later, like much later on when you see like that, um, that like ghost, like witch lady in insidious, like that's mm-hmm. like super, that like it's, it's, it's the same type of like, like, uh, imagery, um, two different tones. Like one's meant to be like real, like scary. And they hit like these like music cues, but like, I feel like that even though it's in a weird setting, cause this is like a, like a super cool movie, like, I feel like it, wor- it works, though. You know, like it's it's just it's fun. This movie's fun, and that's what I want out of every viewing experience. And Joe Bob's like and the way Joe Bob sold it, where he talks about the movie at the beginning, and like you've seen it all before, like you've never seen a movie like this. And it has like some amazing lines. Like the one line the guy says, I, I texted you, was like, "I'm spry as fuck." It's what great. a like, legendary one-liner. Just the whole movie is great. If you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it. It is really, really good. 
uh cannot recommend it highly enough yeah it's definitely my favorite uh it's my favorite joe bob that he's done this this season so far um, hands down like by far by far and away and uh it'll be on again this weekend so i'm definitely gonna be tuning in uh before we start to close up uh can i plug a shutter show real quick i've been watching? by all means uh so i've been watching um Eli Roth's Masters of Horror, I think is what it's called. His History of Horror, yeah. History of Horror, yes. It's really good. It's real. It's a good, um, I like those shows that are like 45 minutes to an hour. You know, I, I put it on while I'm eating lunch or I'm like, you know, I am uh, folding laundry or whatever it is. And it's great because he talks about each film and they bring the filmmakers on and he's a great interviewer and he talks to them and they just do like, you know, the TV style documentary type show. Uh, but it's great because you can pause it. Once the movie's done, it's every movie they go in 10 minutes, they can pause it. You can kind of move on. And some of the stuff they've done is really good. Uh, they talked about uh, the they had they did a thing on like nine genre breaking horror movies where they talked about Hereditary, which and uh, and Midsommar, which is I think Midsommar is one of the best horror movies in the last five years, uh, maybe 10. No, I'm going to say 10. That's 10 years. It, I think that movie is unbelievably good. Uh and just, you know, I just finished up the the demons one, which was really interesting. Oh, oh, it's been it's a nice light horror doc in that, you know, cable time filler type thing. You're not going to learn anything amazing, but it's really fun to listen to, especially um, him interviewing um, um, uh, Jordan Peele. Oh, uh, it's yeah, been yeah. really cool to listen to and just listen to two guys banter back and forth. Elijah Craig's all over it. Uh, not Elijah Craig. Um, Elijah Wood. Wood, Wood yeah. <laughs> Elijah Craig is a whiskey. Uh, Elijah Wood <laughs> is all over it. Uh, he does a bunch of like little segment interviews and you forget how big a horror fan that guy is. Uh, they, he has uh, the woman from Jenner, uh, the woman Diablo Cody who wrote Jennifer's Body, uh, which is underrated. That movie is yeah. underrated. Yeah, it's good. I, Actually, that's a lie. The theater version sucked. The director's cut is significantly better. Uh, that movie's really underrated, really interesting movie. So they they talk through a lot of this cool stuff. So definitely, if you have Shutter already, it's a good. I got forty five minutes to burn. I'll put it on and watch it. Yeah, if you and even if you're like oh, I don't really like Eli Roth's movies, watch the show um, because if you like horror, you're really gonna like it. He, you can tell that while he's talking to these people that like he just loves horror. Um, if you haven't listened to him, the, uh, he's on he's a guest on a lot of different podcasts. Like if Eli Roth is on something and you're a horror fan, you should check it out because he he definitely know he definitely knows and loves what he's talking about. He, he's one of us for sure. I want to know, like, what is he up to, man? Like, I haven't seen anything by him in forever. Uh, he actually just did a documentary all about um, sharks. Um, Interesting. It, it is. Oh, yeah. I watched it. Um, it is called. Give me a second. Oh, my gosh. This shark movie. This shark movie. It's called Finn. Um, and it's all about, like, um, the, uh, the practice of uh, catching sharks for their fin to make shark fin soup. Uh, and like the issues that um, that uh, you know arise because of it, um, it is uh, it's not an easy watch. <laughs> I'll say I'll say that it's rather uh, it's definitely rather uh, graphic, um, but uh, you know and tells a tells an important story. Uh, so if you if you if you if you like documentaries and uh, you don't mind uh, seeing some uh, you know some intense scene <laughs> intense scenes, uh, then maybe you should uh, check it out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he directed that and it looks like he's going to be directing the Borderlands movie apparently, which is interesting. 
Like the game? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, apparently, actually, set the star in that movie is Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, so, and the fact that Jack Black was in the uh, was is in the horror documentary thing that that all kind of makes sense now. Uh, Got it. See, okay. look at that. Uh, also, if you haven't seen uh, the house with a clock in its walls, uh, he directed that as well. Um, Eli Roth, and I thought that was great. I was a big fan, big fan of that kid kid friendly horror. That's for sure, but still a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome, my man. Uh, so we will hopefully here have as we do, as we actually get this one recorded pretty on time. I would say uh, we'll probably have a show, uh, you know, uh, next uh, next month, barring any crazy, crazy off the wall announcements. You never know. Um, but that'll put us uh, just a couple just a couple months out, and then maybe uh, you know maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll give ourselves uh, a little homework. You know, we actually do have a movie uh, that we've been saying that we're going to watch, and that's Possession. And now that you uh, are back in permanent residence uh, and are a much closer location uh, that is friendly for a late movie, uh, we'll definitely have to schedule that. Yeah, man, let's get some time because that movie looks really cool. Uh, the the packaging on that that disc they got looks amazing. So I'm I'm down. Let's let's watch it. Yeah, man, Same. we'll watch a little bit more of a, a highbrow horror than compared to uh, some of the stuff that we that we normally watch. So we'll gain some points since we both didn't seem to care too much <laughs> for Black Sunday, but that's okay. You know, you can't love them all. Um, do you have any predictions for for Joe Bob uh, this week? Because I do. Well, I think, you know, judging by the last two episodes, he's been doing a a classic and then something maybe a little bit not so much. So I, mm. I think on the classic front, let's think real quick. I don't know what Shudder has, you know, what, as a dream for this season. I don't think it's, I don't think they I don't think they have it, but I would love to see Joe Bob doing the birds. That would be really cool. Yeah, because I adore them. I think The Birds is is spectacular. Uh, my second favorite Hitchcock film behind um, uh, uh, Vertigo. Yeah, okay. Vertigo? All right. Yeah. Uh huh. I adore Vertigo. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear him do that. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say The Birds. I think um, The Birds would be cool. I think Rope is my favorite Hitchcock. Rope and Strangers on a Train are really really good. I've never seen Rope. Uh, Rope is with James Stewart, um, and it's it's famous because uh, they were there at the time. Uh, there's like one cut, but at the time it was presented as a, there were no cuts, um, and it was just completely completely fluid, like movement of the camera, like like one take uh, style type thing. But in Rope, um, James uh, James Stewart uh, like talks this guy into murdering somebody, kind of like at least in theory, and then it happens, uh, and then the body is like in like like in a box, like in the room and then people are coming over and they're trying not to find out like very like telltale heart uh, type stuff. Uh, but it was, it was, it's awesome. Um, so on Friday, uh, evil bong eight, uh, comes out, <laughs> comes out and Darcy is in it. So I'm hoping, uh, that maybe, uh, it'll be on, uh, it'll be on the last drive-in. And of course, uh, evil bong is part of, um, Full Moon and Full Moon is owned by Charles Band of both not only Full Moon but also Empire fame. So it would require maybe a little bit more of a modern, um, you know, classic, so to speak. Uh, I, I don't recall if they've done, I'm pretty sure they did Reanimator on, they did. Uh, on the thing. I don't know if they've done From Beyond. They did do Castle Freak. Um, I don't know if they've done Puppet Master. 
I don't think they. I have. don't think they've done Puppet Master. Um, but I mean, could I could see like I could see it being put with with like something like Puppet Master or From Beyond or Dolls, um, or um, uh, I don't know something something else good. Uh, but I would love to see I would love to see like uh like Charles Band is like a guest, uh, and then like do like an older uh, like type of classic movie uh, from like that catalog, and then with Evil Bong Eight, that would be that would be great. Um, cause then I'd get my full like eighties, uh, fix. And then also, um, you know, we'd get evil bong eight, which would be good. I cannot believe there's been eight evil bongs. I mean, they just keep, they just keep going. They say it's going to be the last one, but something tells me that's not true. <laughs> tune in tune in on Friday, you know, and we'll find out. Uh, but who knows? Well, Rob, thank you again for joining me on this podcast. From your return to the humble abode, you can you can relax in your house, which is going to be a welcome <laughs> a welcome experience. It's been great, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be able to get back in the swing of things with you, man. So we'll catch everyone again next month. Talk more Monster Mania. Absolutely. We'll see you then. <laughs>